Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast. Today we'll be discussing some important insights into practical exercise and diabetes management recommendations for those people in middle age living with diabetes and other comorbidities. I would like to introduce our guest, Elise Hoyer. Elise comes from an exercise physiology background but became a CDE in 2016. She's currently on maternity leave, but is the senior EP and CDE for Ballycara in community aged care and a GCSC physio in private practice on the Gold Coast. Elise has a passion for health and fitness and loves sharing her knowledge with others. She has presented at many education sessions, but most recently at the 2020 ADC conference on exercising at home with diabetes during COVID-19 and followed up with a publication in the ADE for the February 2021 edition. Elise has also written many contributions for the Exercise Right eBooks and is leading practitioner in the current Exercise Right for Active Aging campaign. The learning objectives for this podcast are firstly to gain further understanding of appropriate exercise recommendations for those in middle age living with diabetes. Secondly, to understand how other comorbidities may affect diabetes recommendations for this age group. Thirdly, to understand appropriate insulin adjustments during exercise for this age group. And finally, to gain awareness of online exercise programs that people can link into. So hi, Elise, and how are you today? I'm well, thank you, Jan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. So thank you for joining us today and to talk about this really important topic that nicely lines up with the Exercise Right Week that runs from May 25th to the 31st. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Exercise Right Week is all about and why we should be supporting our patients in that middle age group to maintain or increase physical activity levels, especially those with diabetes? Not a problem, Jan. So each year, Exercise and Sports Science Australia, or ESSA, run an annual awareness campaign at the end of May called Exercise Right Week. So this campaign is aimed to highlight the benefits of exercise for health and wellbeing and to help Australians understand where the right advice is for their individual needs. So for 2021, the theme is Exercise Can Save Lives, which will heavily feature many stories where exercise has changed someone's life both physically and or mentally. Thank you for that. Um, now I know you're a CDE and also an exercise physiologist so I imagine you have vast knowledge to be able to support your patients with exercise programs. I was wondering if you'd mind uh, running through with us briefly what are some of the most important and appropriate exercise recommendations for those in middle age 50 to 70 years in this case, living with diabetes that we as CDEs can give to our patients. Absolutely. So we all know the benefits of exercise being improvements in strength, fitness, cardiovascular response, weight management and mental health. But for specifically for individuals living with diabetes, when prescribed correctly, they can see improvements in glucose uptake and insulin sensitivity and therefore improve blood glucose management improve metabolism and therefore improve weight management. So I think it's also important to mention about the benefits of reduced anxiety and improved mood. The, they can assist basically in the management of diabetes burnout. 
In terms of exercise recommendations for an individual with diabetes, this does not differ to that of a healthy adult. So ACSM currently recommend about 20 to 30 minutes of aerobic exercise, so things like walking, swimming, cycling or housework on most days of the week, and two to three days of which are comprising of strength exercises. So these might include something like body weight exercises or exercising using small equipment like weights or resistance bands. But I do believe it's important to remember that everyone has to start somewhere. So even if you don't meet these guidelines, you have to remember that doing something is better than nothing and it will still have a positive effect. So I think specifically for individuals with diabetes in that 50 to 70 age group, it's also important to consider their past participation in exercise. If they have a family or friend support, their socioeconomic status, current medications and if they have any other health conditions. With all this in mind, no person will have the exact same exercise advice. For example, one-on-one -on -one versus group exercise or a set exercise regime versus lifestyle advice and even the use of equipment versus body weight exercises too. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks, Elise. Often those of us in this age group unfortunately have a number of other comorbidities that will impact their ability to exercise and obviously possibly reduce mobility, balance issues, wounds, cardiovascular deficits, etc. I'm just wondering what your advice is on how to support these patients maintaining or increasing their physical activity levels and maybe some red flags when they should really be seen by a professional in this area such as yourself. That's right. I sometimes have a bit of a hard job trying to convince people that don't want to exercise to exercise, but um, it is very common to see clients in this age group with additional comorbidities. Um, CDEs do play a very important role in assisting individuals with diabetes to make positive changes to their lifestyle habits and to improve their diabetes management. So CDEs specifically should be able to promote healthy lifestyles and exercise habits by providing tips for increasing incidental exercise for example, including parking further away at the shops, taking the stairs instead of the lift or walking the long way to the register when buying something. They can also encourage them to sit less. So, for example, sit, setting a silent alarm on the computer to stand up every 30 to 45 minutes or even using a smart watch or alarm on their phone to remind people to stand up. Um, CDEs can also brainstorm ideas that a client may wish to participate. For example, in a local walking group or a local exercise in a clinic or engaging in exercise safely to perform at home. Uh, CDEs can also provide various resources which we will discuss shortly for clients to read. It is recommended for all individuals with chronic conditions like diabetes to speak to an AEP prior to commencing a new exercise program. However, some of the specific red flags for CDE when it is important to refer on include if the individual has never exercised before or wishes to have guidance, if the individual has had a recent fall or would benefit from an AEP assessment and supervision prior to commencing a new program. Caution with exercise should be if their BGLs are greater than 15 or less than 5 or their HbA1c is greater than 8 
or the client has recently commenced new medications of hypoglycemic agents. If the client has any uncontrolled wounds, they will need to get clearance from their GP and podiatrist prior to commencing. Uh, if the client is unwell or recently had surgery or a new injury, so something like if they've got a new virus or had a sprain or a joint replacement, for example. If the client experiences any unusual lightheadedness or shortness of breath and or chest pain at mild to no exertion, there are all some things to look out for if someone happens to mention during the consults. So if there are any concerns at all, all CDEs can speak to or refer to a local AEP. If they're unsure or don't know or don't have one locally, you can find one online in your area through the ESSA website. So Elise, apart from comorbidities, insulin management during exercise is, is another important factor to consider when providing exercise recommendations, isn't it? And That's I right, wonder, yeah. And I wonder if you'd mind telling us how you approach this and the current best practice recommendation in regards to BGL monitoring and insulin adjustments during exercise, please. That's a great question, Jan. This is always a really important one to be in regular contact with the client's GPs and or endocrinologists to see the best approach. There is no one-size-fits-all as each individual has a different response to exercise. It's important to remember that there's also a risk of hypos for up to 48 hours post-exercise while the body is replacing its carbohydrate stores. So sometimes insulin may need to be re reduced by 10% if the individual isn't used to exercising. It's important to consider that an individual's starting BGLs, their past activity and type of management, so for example if they're having multiple daily injections or if they're using a pump. So adjustment may also depend on the type of insulin prescribed, so of course shorter acting insulin is easier to adjust. Individuals may benefit from keeping a close eye on their BGLs with either flash monitoring or CGM, and this is highly recommended for individuals with type 1 diabetes or diabetes in pregnancy. So for any individual using insulin or other hypoglycemic agents, it's important to carry rapid acting carbs in case of a hypo. But generally speaking, a gentle or short bout of exercise, so less than 20 minutes, will result in no change to insulin. Medium intensity exercise for that less than an hour, you may simply just require an additional one to two serves of carbs. And for more prolonged or intense exercise, a reduction of up to even 30% of insulin may be required prior to exercise with the possibility of additional carbs as well. So overall, it is important to remember that each individual is different and there are many factors which can affect insulin adjustments. So physical activity does provide a multitude of benefits for all individuals. However, it is important to take caution when they're using insulin. Thanks, Elise. That's really good information. I was just wondering if you could, before we finish off today, ask you if there are any online exercise programs, especially in this COVID time, and sometimes we aren't able to get out, that you could recommend us to link patients to? Absolutely. So thanks to COVID-19, there are many online options for support. Do remember that every individual is different and there, if there are any red flags as discussed before, to contact a health professional or AEP for more specific advice. However, CDEs can provide clients with resources from Exercise Right Australia or Exercises Medicine Australia on their websites. They can also provide clients with information to the Beat It program, which is a program funded through the NDSS to provide clients 
clients with eight weeks of physical activity and lifestyle support, and some providers run these sessions face-to-face or virtually. You can find a bit more information about that from the Diabetes New South Wales site about the Beat It exercise program. There are also lots of local city councils that may have resources to free or low-cost active programs in the community. On the Gold Coast, it's called Live Active and Healthy, so it would definitely be worthwhile to see if there are any council-run programs online or in the community in your areas. So many local private companies also have telehealth options for exercise, whether it be one-on-one or group consults. So be sure to inquire in your area and don't forget as well about the Medicare Diabetes um, Type 2 exercise program, which has the eight sessions as well. Elise, thank you so much for your time today and it's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me, Jan. And thank you to listeners for taking the time to listen to this podcast and to obtain CPD credit for for it. Please go to the ADA Learning Management System at learning.adea.com.au and complete the feedback and evaluation. Also, many of the um, items that that Elise mentioned in, in the podcast are available on the system as well. So if you'd like also some more in-depth information on the subject, you can also access the recording of Sophie Paycheck's presentation at the ADA Queensland Branch Conference on this very same topic. So thank you for listening and goodbye until next time.